Marriage! What's happening to me, sweetheart? I don't know, Mom. I do. I'm free now. Free from all you titty-sucking parasites. <laughs> wow. That was my wonderful intro there. Hey, everybody. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know how we're having such a good laugh. We're about to talk about these last couple disturbing little films. Disturbingly um, brilliant. Disturbingly fun. Yeah. Uh, we're here to talk the new release, Evil Dead Rises. Um, spoiler filled here, people. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you anything else. Um, so if you haven't seen it, there, I'll give you a warning. Unlike the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, I said in the last podcast, we talked about what Fidi Alvarez first, you know, kind of a, not while well, he's done a couple stuff, but he's, is, 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 Big freshman is not freshman outing, but his big studio outing would be the Evil Dead film, and what he's done with it, and what he's done with Sam Raimi's uh, vision, and and tweaked it and made him his own. And this one, now that Fidi Alvarez has gone on to do other things, he is producer with Sam Raimi, so it's still in the family. But again, they went the same way they did with uh, uh, Mr. Alvarez. They went with a newbie. Not a fan of his stuff. I did see a movie called Hole in the Ground. I thought it was stupid. I haven't seen it yet. But the guy's from Dublin. Yep. He's Dublin, Ireland. And he's, uh, his name's Lee Cronin. And the funny thing about this, it was filmed in Australia, I believe. And so what they did was, it was being filmed during when I think COVID was kind of coming to an end. Mm-hmm. But studios at the time were still putting them out on Hulu and HBO Max Streaming, and yeah. Netflix, all that crap. And they said, uh, we're, we're, we're going to put this out uh, streaming only. So everyone's waiting to see The Evil Dead Rises. I, some of the ad campaign looked kind of stupid. And a lot of people, including, including myself, were like, oh, this is straight-to-video B shit. This is going to suck. And the studio got the final cut. And the studio... A major studio, you know what I'm going with here, Trevor? Yes, yes. <laughs> major studio, who Trevor doesn't like, <laughs> said, no way. Why? This is too good. And uh, they are one of the most, probably probably one of the best reviewed horror films in recent years. And it has made $25 million in the U.S., I think 45 worldwide. On a twenty-five million budget, I could be wrong on the numbers there, but either way, we have a bona fide hit. Can I stop you there, Karen? Um, I yeah. just want to. You, you're, it's Evil Dead Rise, as not Evil Dead Rises. Oh, well, I said Evil Dead Rises. Yeah. Because. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, well, it doesn't matter to me, but you know, just saying, someone will pull us up about it. You know. I tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> tell them to go fuck themselves. They'll swallow their soul. Yeah. <laughs> I know we got it. It was funny. Who gives a shit? Yep. Okay, people. Evil Dead Rise. You happy? <laughs> Fuck this. Really, it's me being pathetic. <laughs> I know. It's you, Trevor. Yeah. And anyone thinks I'm going to edit, you know, all these guys? I'm not editing this out. Yep. <laughs> you, bunch, you bunch of fucking 
continuity nerds. It, it, it's Citizen Frame on cut. <laughs> oh yeah, the director's cut. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I, well, but yeah, come back to the film. I love how um, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are first of all very protective of their Evil Dead sort of franchise IP, whatever you want to call it. Um, so they pick the directors, but also they're like basically mentoring up- upcoming new directors and yeah. Um, and the director from the previous film, 2013 version, is on board as producer. I, I love I that. I just said that. Yes, I know. I know. I'm, I'm agreeing. With, I, I am backing up and agreeing with you. Well, great. Then we're going to call it Evil Dead Rises. Wow, no! <laughs> if anyone doesn't know yet, Trevor's a big baby. <laughs> uh, Trevor, Trevor, so I, I went to see this film early. I went to a really nice little cinema in Belfast. And I sat down and I watched it. I said, yeah, Chow, just, just let you know, I went to 9.30 a.m. with a, it's a it's 9.30 a.m. and I had a croissant and coffee while watching The Evil Dead Rise. Why not? <laughs> but I called Chow, I go, Chow, you got to go see it. Okay, I'm going to go see it. Oh, yeah. He came out going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is the greatest thing ever. And then a day later, I'm taking my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my mom. Right. You know what it is? My mom has... Um, I'm not allowed to give her age away, uh, but she has a big birthday coming up um, basically here in May. So it was a bit of a treat to her to bring her to this new cinema. This, this is a bit of a side story, but it's quite it's a relevant one. Um, uh, my mom and dad's first date 52 years ago was to the Avenue Cinema, the original Avenue Cinema in Belfast. Um, to go and see 10 Rillington Place. Very romantic, of course. You know, Um now, that was their first date, so my mum's birthday's coming up, so I took her to this new Avenue Cinema in Belfast to watch Evil Dead Rise. Rise, Karen? Not Rises? Ah, you, you, you said Rises. God, <laughs> you're such a jerk. So, and my mum likes horror. That's who I get it from. So, And she loved this. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. I guess it, I guess sickness runs in the family. <laughs> yeah. This explains a lot. Yeah. Where, where you get it from, yep. twisted little bastard. Yep, yep. <laughs> We're Evil Deadites. All right, so... Uh yeah, minimal cast. We're gonna keep it short. Ellie, Danny, Bridget, Cassie, Beth. Yep. Uh, there you go. Now the opening sequence. This is this is really fun. And we talked about how Fidel Alvarez, in the last one, kind of made you know he played homage to the original, kept kept what worked for the original, but he peppered in his own vision, his own style. And this guy does it right away. Yeah, uh, it's this gorgeous shot of a drone overlooking this beautiful lake, and again, kind of what they did in the last one—the beautiful shot overlooking the forest, nice and calm. But they play a trick on you. You think it's a, one of these Blair Witch cameras coming at you, the evil force, or the evil dead cameras, or the evil force coming at you, and it ends up being a drone. <laughs> um, which, and we meet these quick couple. Don't we? Have to, not really couple, just uh, friends. Yes. Um, and she goes in to see her friend who's not feeling too well. It turns out she's got the evil dead goo. Yeah. And and uh, she gets scalped. Well, fucking hell. This again is um, this in, in the bedroom. This scene where the um, I think she's a, I think they're cousins. Where she's reading Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte, but the her cousin on the bed possessed is reading the book even though she can't see the book. You know, that's a big call back to the original where they you know, where the possessed um sister of Aish is reading the cards that the other character is looking at, you know? So big homage to the original. Loved it. Brilliant. Brilliant opening. Yeah, it's very creepy because when he's before uh, uh yeah, the daughter starts the daughter. 
the cousin starts reading back what well, reading what she's reading, yes. technically. And she's, what the fuck? And then within seconds, she's getting scalped. Oh, dear. Oh, horrible. I, I mean, Jesus, we talk about pins, needles, yeah. and fucking, you know, scalpels and nail guns in the last one. This one's, this is my go-to. This is the one I can't, scalping, fuck. Yeah. So she walks out in the pier, and she's all blah. And then, and then, and then the, the dead girl, the dead cousin. Yeah. Shoves the drone in her face. <laughs> just like, what the fuck? Yep. I'm having this conversation. And then uh, kills the other guy. And then her body comes up from the, the lake. And then it says, Evil Dead. Sorry, Rise. Well, here, uh, you, you talk about shots and stuff. I love the shot where she like, literally rises demonically out of the water. And then the basically the title comes up on the screen. But there's actually a really cool sort of thing where the title is reflected in the water. If you look closely. Yeah, they just copied Freddy versus Jason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When uh, Freddy was jumping out of the water, it's a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're a bunch of thieves. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no. I mean, homage. There's a fine line. like, but. Oh, my God, Trevor. You just forget it. <laughs> um, you really think Evil Dead Rise stole from Jason? Forget well, it. You it just, could have stole. You you're, know, you're, not stole. Not stole. I, I, I'm clearly. I, I, I was kidding. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's just move on. Wow, my my humor is just wasted on you, <laughs> wasted. But I like the movie Uncharted. <laughs> Tough audience. <laughs> like the movie Uncharted. What the film does, it sets you up for anticipation. And what they do is because after you see the the demon chick uh, come out of the water, it says one day earlier. Mm-hmm. So. We meet a whole different group of people, so now the audience is, in you know, waiting to see how these people were affected by what happens to these people. Um, kind of did that. I know what to apples to oranges. Uncharted. We talked about that with the plane sequence. We're like, at least I like the fact that they give you that little and that little uh, little side, that little bit tidbit to get you gearing to how they get to point. You know, how they get from point A to point C. Yes. So we got to watch B. Yeah. So I kind of like when films do that, and that's what this does. Mm-hmm. And it does it nicely. And it's quick. Non-linear. Yep. All right. So Bridget, Beth is the sister. Yes. Now, she's pregnant. She's a Rocky. Uh, guys, there's not much here. Um, the, the one thing that the Evil Dead, the last one we talked about, did different than the last than the original film actually these people are kind of already in peril mm-hmm. and we talked about Mia and her you know going through withdrawal and it's, it's pretty much gonna be an intervention kind of thing yeah where this one the mother the husband has left her um beth the sister is pregnant she doesn't know what to do so these two sisters both are at a crossroads here in their life and they're not in the best of place and then you throw this shit at them. <laughs> so it's it's pretty much become kind of like the norm with these Evil Dead, new, these new takes on the Evil Dead, where God love them. And, and the great thing about this one, they're not teenagers. They're kids. A couple of them are teen now, yeah. But you've got uh, Cassie and you've got um, another little kid, uh, the neighbor kid, Scott. And they're not afraid to pull punches. Yeah. And you think because he's 15-year-old, I think she is, and then there's... I'm not sure what uh, Danny is. I think he's 16 or 17, but they're still in their early teens. Yeah. So they pull no punches. No one is going to escape from this. 
and you can kind of know that right away that this movie's going to throw it at you. And uh, so kudos before we dive into it more for having the balls, especially in this fucking millennial fucking censorship environment mm-hmm. we're in these days, that they have the balls to do this. Yeah. Um, and I would actually, I'm going to get a bit sort of, I don't mean to sort of be, sound all film student and stuff, but you, you mentioned earlier, um, you know, where the characters are already in peril or go, going through some form of trauma, like in the last one where Mia has, you know, the addiction problems. While the it could be argued that the previous film, the 2013 one, was about addiction, this film, I was having a good think about it, um, this film is basically about motherhood this is a film about mother when you once you strip away all of the madness and all the craziness this is a film about beth's journey to being to to becoming a mother oh yeah i mean she's a rocker chick Mm -hmm. pretty much a roadie is what she does and she doesn't know she wants the baby or not yes and then you've got the mother of three Mm -hmm. her sister and how she's juggling all this but it is, it becomes flipped because once the mother turns, Beth becomes the protector of these kids. Yeah. And that, you like you said, this is preparing her for motherhood. Mm-hmm. That's, and it's just an, usually it's a class. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is their way of yeah, doing it. Yeah, there's probably it. easier and, ways to go, to become a mother, you know, <laughs> and learn how to be a mother. But, you know, Beth had it rough, let's just say. I, <laughs> she basically I, had to deal with um, Kandarian demons and, and the Book of the Dead, you know. Not too long ago, in this, in, in, when people would watch a film like this, they just watch it for the gore and have a good time and leave. Mm-hmm. But the reason this is getting such good reviews, I, people are people are seeing it more than what it what. You know what we're visually seeing. Yes. There's there's more under undertones. There's more backstories. There's more side. There's Subtext. a lot more to the peel. You know, peel back all the all the layers. Mm-hmm. And it actually, I've seen it twice, and I have to say, it improves on repeat viewings. Um, let's jump into it. So they go get pizza, and as they're going to get pizza, we the sisters are talking about what's happened. Oh, by the with way, the husband. Did you see the name on the pizza box? No. Henrietta's Pizza. <laughs> it's, you know, uh, a big callback to The Witch in the Cellar and Evil Dead 2. You know, uh, Henrietta. <laughs> I didn't see that. I, I didn't care. I'm not a big, you know, I've seen Evil Dead a few times, so I'm not a big, mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't catch that. Yeah. But yeah, I know it's got a lot of nods like that. Yeah. Um, so this earthquake, we talked about this in the other one there, about, is it the same book? Yada, yada, yada. So this earthquake has a little crack in the parking lot, and they, and Danny goes in, and he finds the book. Uh, is that a different book? It obviously is. Well, it's clearly a completely different design. Or what book are we seeing okay, here now? Right. Whenever he plays the records of the recordings of the priest, and by the way, I didn't catch Bruce Campbell voice cameo until I read up about it on the record. Um, but um, anyway, um, there is a very Wait. clever. Okay, go ahead. And Go ahead. there is a very clever and subtle line where the priest says um, he has discovered one of three books of the dead. So it's basically saying there are three different books of the dead, and this is just one of them. And in my head, as a big fan, that means that the book from the 2013 one and the book in the original series are—they're all connected. They're all—it's sort of tying everything into the same universe, but keeping them separate at the same time. 
So uh, I thought that was really clever, and I really appreciated that. Okay. Um, okay, I didn't catch that. And, and the great thing about it, I kind of should have. Uh, but you're right. I, I probably would have catch it in the second yeah. viewing. Now, when the mother... <coughs> excuse me, hold on. <coughs> Drink my water. Yeah, so I... I like how they got away from let's read the book um, because a he's a kid he's not going to read you know some of this <laughs> jibber jabber. Now we talked about the book. You said your favorite book was that one in Evil Dead two thousand thirteen. Yeah. No fucking way. This one's this thing's got this one's got the teeth or fangs, <laughs> whatever it is. I don't know what it is or, or nails. But when they open it, you know what makes this book better? Mm-hmm. The sound effects. Mm-hmm. It feels like. Old crinkly skin, yeah, because it is. And it's made from human skin, exactly. And the sound really emphasizes mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it was so just ew. it was it, it. It's the first time I think you really they focused on the the craft and how, what the book is really made out of. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that. But I actually I do like the fact that he's a DJ um, because a kid's not going to read this mm-hmm. this book. Um, so I like the fact that he related it to him with a record <laughs> and so he could play it. Um, but obviously he's the Eric. <laughs> well, it also, um, harks back to the original, uh, the originals as well, where Aishinoff don't actually read from the book. They play back a recording of, you know, on an old cassette. Oh, the cassette. Yeah. yeah that old, yeah, that old, yeah. Yeah. Saw, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so when they're unleashed, the mom is doing whatever she is <laughs> in the elevator and instead of, the ch- they don't show you in this one, but instead of the vines grabbing her and, you know, almost looks like a a, mar- a marionette. Yeah. They do it through the cabling mm-hmm. of the elevator. Uh, and it's quite, quite creepy. Mm-hmm. And, but they don't show you, you know. I don't think, it, I don't think it was one. necessary to. We know at this point yeah. what happens. Uh, we don't need to see it again. Yes. So I think he wanted to be more reserved on that. And he didn't need to show up because what we're about to get is pretty disturbing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the fact that you introduced to the neighbors. You got uh, the kind of the love interest who kind of has a crush on uh, on uh, Bridget. And then you've got... Um, uh, the tree surgeon? His, his, his little brother. And then you got the, the guy. What's his name? The, the older gentleman with the gun. Yeah. Um, the, the, the tree surgeon... He his surname's Fonda, and again, all these characters are named after the actors from the previous films. Um, so they are. So that's obviously you know there's the Bridget. That's a, a, a call back to Bridget Fonda in the third one, and um, but um, his basically his name is also Fonda. I can't remember his first name. It just escapes me at the moment. Um, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. The older guy. Yes, the guy with the gun. Yeah. Can we just say that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all know these guys are just going to be body count. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of them is this little boy, Scott, who gets it. Yeah. Uh, it's ballsy. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, all bets are off. Yes. Because, uh, spoiler, they all get it pretty much. There's genuine threat here. Yeah. Um, no one's coming back. Which we didn't get from Scream 6. Exactly. And that's the difference. <laughs> Uh, so when they put the mom in the bathtub, I do like how they plot little devices that are going to be used later mm-hmm. when Cassie uh, throws the scissors underneath the uh, <laughs> yes. 
underneath the, the couch, whatever it is, bed, whatever it is, and says, uh, I, oh, I don't know where the scissors are, Mom. <laughs> and then she breaks the broom. Yeah. <laughs> the broom handle. Um, so we both know these are going to come into fa- come into effect. I would say as well regarding Cassie, usually I hate um, child actors, um, especially in horror films where they can come across as very annoying. The actress um, who plays Cassie, the young actress, is actually very good in this. Well, I, we had this conversation before. And lately, and I hate kids in general, <laughs> and so it's it, it is nice and refreshing. And well, even we talked about flashback. The acting is so much up to par now, whether yes. it's kids' actor or the actors in general, because mm-hmm. these are all nobodies. I don't know any of them, mm-hmm. and so it's nice to have that back. Besides, besides the stuff I grew up with, yeah, which was just you know higher body mates. count. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the the acting spot on. I mean, I think you have to have good actors in this role because you have to feel for them and, and you have kind to sell of it. You, you have to root for them. Yeah. And that's what a good horror film does. You have to like. You have to like the people that you're that you're that you're that's on the screen. And the two in male order and female to have any kind of empathy. You have to have some kind of empathy for these characters. In order to do that, they have to be able to act. Yeah, and the two um, female leads are great. You know, the the older you know adult cast members, the two main leads are brilliant. Yes, um, I suppose you've seen this so many times. You show their names now, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen it twice. Like, give me a break. Beth and Ellie. <laughs> I know that the mother character, um, you know Ellie. Ellie. Um, well, yeah, I know that uh, Ellie. Her, she. I know she was previously a model, and she also appeared in Vikings. Um, you know the series, which well, I haven't yeah, seen. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't care. Whatever. You didn't know her name, so how? I didn't know so her you real know name. her. You know her old biography, but you didn't know the. Mom I know the name. character. I know, but I don't. Hey. I don't know her real name. I don't know her. Life. I'm not fucking stalking My- her. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> you know. I do like the yeah they cut all all of them have their you have the Cassie who's the little kid so she's just mm-hmm. you know a girl playing with dolls or whatever yeah you've got the brother who's more of DJing kind of guy and then you got the the daughter who's the protester yeah you know vegan whatever she is yes mm-hmm. the mom just tattooing on the side which that will come back <laughs> and uh, so they they plant all these little seeds and weapons I guess you can say. Uh, and they and they don't hold back. They pretty much blatantly tell you that this is coming back, mm-hmm. and uh, just wait for it. Now, one of the cooler shots, the clever shots, is when everything starts to kick off, and the mother's going ape shit, and they throw the mother outside. Brilliant. She's she's in. Oh, is this before or after the the tub? No, that's um, after the tub. Yeah, so she's. She's outside, and one of my favorite shots, and actually it's my favorite shot in the entire film, is where you see the little kid, the neighbors, everything get slaughtered by her, and it's all done through an eye hole. Yeah, off screen, of the apartment. most of it. Yeah, but you see the body, but you do, you just like, you'll see a little Scotty's body just get thrown <laughs> through the door. Yeah. You know, they, they come across the way, um, and you can, even though you don't see the older neighbor get it with the shotgun, you can kind of feel it because you see his body just fly back. Yeah, you know, he he's got his face off. shot off. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty much just like a chaos mm-hmm. through, a, through, a, through a peephole. Mm-hmm. And you figure to have limited viewing, but it actually it sells it quite well. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a well sort of created scene. Now, you have... When the mom attacks... 
this is what's nice about it. I thought for sure that Bridget was going to be the lead mm-hmm. because she was, the, you know, the one who's going to. She's the protester. Yes. You know, so you really focus on her for the first act, the first act of this film. Mm-hmm. So I thought she'd be the one to have, you know, the arc, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. and go through all this. But she's not. <laughs> I thought she'd be the one, but she's the first one who get it because when the mom tattoos her, when the mom's choking her, yeah, and then the vomit. So. Yeah, it's so it's, it looks so real. Mm-hmm. And then when she cuts her with you know the cheek with the tattoo, right there, you know she I I kind of forgot, but yeah, she turns. Well, I thought it was more the although she does cut her on the cheek, I thought it was more she, the vomit infected her when the mom sort of um, vomits all you know all over and then like an <coughs> up her nose and basically into her mouth and stuff. Yeah, but when she starts to turn, yeah. her cheek starts to swell. Mm-hmm. Yes, that yes. wound gets bigger and bigger. Again, that so is think, another call back to the originals. Yeah, yeah. So that's where she and oh my god, when she gets the broom handle through the mouth, that's so <laughs> fucking. Good. But what what sort of freaked me out about not freaked me out, made me wince was whenever she was, whenever she vomits first of all and vomits up all the maggots and stuff. You know, Bridget. Oh and yeah. Then, and then she's chewing the glass whenever we first see her. It's a really creepy scene. And you know what to do in this film, which is really effective. The the bulk of it is um, practical effects, but they just use CGI very sparingly with the likes of the eyes and stuff. Um, you know, when yeah. on the possessed, and it works really effectively well, especially with Bridget, which is on like the kitchen desktop. You know, she's chewing fucking glass. You know, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, she goes, she goes. I have to get the bugs out of my tummy or I something. I have a tummy ache, <laughs> something like that. So, yeah, Fuck. and I don't like having a sore tummy. You know, and the, the possessed voice, really effective, really creepy. Um, did you see? When the mom gets the scissors in the mouth? Yes, yes. Do you know what I thought of? Yeah. Well, that was the, the no. a reference to... Dead Zone. Y- yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't think of the Dead Zone, but yeah. Um, to me, that oh, was... Oh, the Dead Zone. Yeah, well... We talked about that scene for like 20 minutes. Well, yes, I know that there. I know, but it didn't... Whenever I was watching that, it didn't automatically think of the Dead Zone. I actually thought of... <laughs> I actually thought of the 2013... Um, so oh, that, you know, oh, I didn't care. No, that's dead zone. They're even in the exact same place. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, so it the the funny thing is, it's just pure fucking chaos at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the first act of this film, you, you're getting to know this family, and you're, you're kind of enjoying it. I always talk about two genres. First, you have this family drama, yeah, and then the second act becomes this fucking chaos, um, kind of like what the last one did, and it works well. And so when the daughter. The, uh, the brother sees the daughter's possessed. He gets stabbed by the daughter. He then sets the daughter, the, the sister on fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but now he's going to get possessed because he's been stabbed. Another character, again, you would I, you didn't think these guys would get You thought there'd be some kind of, but no, I'll bet you're kids, basically. Um, there was a really creepy um, sequence where... They basically, after Bridget, they basically um, stop Bridget whenever she's first kicking off. And they basically, you know, with the... They basically kill her, although she comes back. But the, the brother basically um, ties her up on a blanket. And then she attacks him again. <laughs> so she does. Um, with the... Um, you know, wrapped in the blanket. Around the same time that the mom is... And this is a reference to Hereditary. Where the mom is, like, up at the, the corner of the screen, creeping down through the vent. Um, yeah, that's when she's coming back from the hallway. Yes. And he's listening because he believes you have to rest, listen to the rest of the record yeah. to figure out how to end this. Yeah. 
And so he does that. And that's why I made that joke. And as he's listening, you no, as sorry, as Beth's listening. Yes. Because he's dead at this point. Beth's the one in the room listening to the record. She's listening to it. And uh, and then, yeah, you can see from the corner her coming through the vent. Really creepy. Mm-hmm. And But I do love where the record goes. And you, you just know it's Bruce Campbell, the way he sells it. And uh, just to let you know, you should not be playing this record. <laughs> just to let you know. It's, it's like, called The Book of the Dead for a reason. <laughs> well, it's like, couldn't you have said this before the record, before you started? <laughs> Yeah, um, I thought they kind of. I was laughing in the theater when they said that happened because I think that's deliberate. I think that's oh you yeah, because you can it's just see. Intro- oh yeah, just let you know you you should be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just throughout this film, both times that I went to see it in the cinema, I just sat there with a huge smile pasted across my face. I was back to being a kid again whenever I first watched the original Couple of Evil Deads, and uh, yeah, just superb. Um. You talked about the monster at the end of the Evil Dead. Yes. Um, what was it called again? The Abomination. The Abomination. This is more what you're talking about. Yeah. Where the Abomination was all the people that has it has taken, absorbed, kind of like the thing. Yeah. And that's when she shoves him in the shredder. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and the, the tree shredder. Mm-hmm. And how convenient there's a... Oh, that's right. He's the tree doctor. That's why there's a tree shredder in the parking lot. Yeah. It's, I was wondering why, how convenient there's a tree shredder. It's a bit contrived, but we'll... No, no. Yeah. You, you know, that's fixed because I didn't realize the neighbor was a tree shredder. Yes. Yes. So that's why they have one then. Okay, that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, obviously... They try to use the blood, the elevator scene with it filling up the water. Yeah, I, I'm filling up blood with. That. I thought that was stupid. No, no, that, thought, well, that, that actually worked for me, and I thought it was. I mean, it, it lends into the chaos, but it's also obviously a reference to the shining. You know, all the shining, but I think what they were trying to do was one up the blood that was used in Evil Dead 2013, because mm-hmm. they think they say they beat, beats it. I don't think it does. Yeah, the, like the, 2013, <laughs> the 2013 beats it. There's no way mm-hmm. the, 20, the 2013 was knocked up blood. So. I thought that was a, just just like right in. I didn't like that at all. Um, they could have done something a little different, but obviously it doesn't destroy the film. Yeah. So I was disappointed. Okay, we talked about the beginning where the three people we meet, and then how did the bug get into the cabin? Yes. And to, to attack them, well, we see at the end of this chaos, the girl who gets affected. Is, comes into the garage and she sees all this fucking chaos and then something obviously goes into her mouth or eye. Yeah. The evil force. I don't know. I thought that was kind of uh, kind of a cop out. I thought I wanted something more clever. I was I was actually well. I think that I think that it does work. But I was looking up at something a bit more meaty and a bit more sort of like over the top that we've just had previously. But what I think the war doing is potentially setting up a sequel. Well, well, what are you talking about? That's the, that was the beginning of the film. Yeah, but I mean, I think if they well, now she's out. Now they're film, out. They could go back to that cabin. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone will come and like find the aftermath of what went on, and they'll become possessed. Or you know, I think it, they could be setting up a, a, a sequel, possibly. Hmm. I don't know. I I I I wanted something a little more clever. Yeah, what you know, um, because the film was quite clever in, in his storytelling. Um, I, I just felt that was just like, oh, here comes it in your mouth. The end. Yeah, well, I like, yeah. Oh, to be honest, okay. I was wanting something a bit more, not so much clever, but something a bit more sort of over the top and gory. You know, uh, 
yeah, I mean, this film's already, they're already talking sequels now, and now, you know, a new franchise. Again, though, I hope they don't go the route where they want to pop one out every no, year. No, definitely not. They got to take their time if they want to do something, you know, as clever and as dark and as fun as this one. It's pretty much, a, you know, the, the same execution as the first one that we just talked about. Yeah. When it has, you know, very fam, you know, family drama in the beginning, and then you put the family drama into this chaos. Absolute insanity. Yeah, no kidding. Um, you know, we, we kind of breezed through it a little bit here, but it's hard to describe. You kind of got to see it for yourself. We're not doing a lot of it justice. There's some nice fight scenes. Um, what about the like cheese grater scene? Oh, the cheese grater, yeah. <laughs> and there's the, um, I think it's the knife, and it's right going into the daughter's eye, but it just misses. Yeah. Oh, it's the nice shot. You have, there's some really, really good shots here that we can't really describe. You got to see it for yourself. And if you're listening to this podcast, you most likely already have. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, like again, it's it's a copy and paste. It's a roller coaster roll roller coaster horror theme ride. Yeah, pure entertainment. Um, Evil Dead is back, and I, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> well, there you go. As long as you're happy, that's well, the important thing it. here, Trevor. And and that you, you get the name of the film right as well. <laughs> Evil Dead Rising. It's a very very good film. You guys will enjoy it. <laughs> Oh my god. Look for the sequel, Evil Dead Risen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, guys, thanks for giving us a listen here on this one. Uh if you have any thoughts on it, um and you want to change the title as well as I have. Uh, Don't bother. Give, us some, give us some title names. <laughs> um you can certainly do that on Citizen Frame underscore podcast and of course Facebook. Ah there we go. That's all I've got. You got anything you want to add? I'll swallow your soul. Dead by oh, dawn. Yeah. Sick bastard. <laughs> of course, those lines are big callbacks to the originals as well. But yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys. Um, God, that's right. When she's eating the glass and you can see the glass coming through her neck. Oh, it's like, Jesus. <laughs> but again, as in keeping with other Evil Dead films and stuff, you know, never nasty. You know what I mean? And that's a delicate balance to sort of, you know, capture. It's funny, a movie with this much gore, violence. Well, it's not violence, gore, yeah. really, isn't it? It's over it? the top. It's Hard over pretty. the top, so it's gore. So, and how, it's just amazing. Because you, you, if you describe it to someone who has never seen it, they go, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> but, I don't know. It's, it's just, about tone. It's just, yeah, exactly. There you go. And uh, that's all we have for you. Guys, take care of yourselves, and the next time we speak, uh, it's probably going to be Indiana Jones time. As we talk the Indiana Jones retrospective leading up to the new film, then we got the Mission Impossibles coming up, getting ready for the new film. We got the Nightmare on Elm Street's retro coming up, so we got a lot of stuff coming up, and uh, we look forward to it. Take care of yourselves. Talk soon.